Kuya, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. And it is the Strike Zone podcast presented by the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. It is your co-host, David McCaig Jr., and I'm joined by the one, the only, they call him the rookie here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, that is, the one and only Connor Henderson. Connor, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave. Uh, just before we get going, I'd like to thank Flawless Roofing Sure Seal Inc. Protect your investment. Start from the top. 30 years of experience in the biz. They are proud sponsors of the Game Sports Show. Hit them up today for residential or commercial rooftop inquiries. And uh, with that, let's get started with the Strike Zone today. I like that. Now, let's just say it's raining here in the Sioux. I don't know how it is where you're at, but it's pouring here. It's pouring. We need the rain, okay? And, uh, you know, if you have a bad roof, you know, if it's raining, you're going to see that. You're going to see little drips in your house. You know that sound that... That goes on the floor and on the roof. Listen, Flawless has got you covered. I got the calendar right there. And on my right, I'm not trying to show guns because I don't got them. Showing to the right, that is the T-Gem Pandas trophy. But on top of that is the Flawless Roofing hat. It's so good that I put it on top of the trophy. I think everyone on the baseball team is going to be pretty upset now that they know that where I have the trophy to sit in the office. But nonetheless, agenda, strike zone. Yes, Connor, even before that, this is our first official YouTube episode of Strike Zone. Not the first episode of Strike Zone, let me tell you. It's certainly been a lot of episodes of Strike Zone. So on the audio side, people have heard Strike Zone. But if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, I should say rather, it's our first official Strike Zone episode on YouTube. Okay, that is exciting. That is, that's been a long time in the making, a lot of procrastination, a lot of perfecting on my end to try to get this going. And we're happy that we have a video uh, content for you today. Now, Agenda. We're going to be all over the map. I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to be a little bit all over the map, but not really. We're going to be talking Blue Jays. I'm repping the Blue Jays jersey today. Everyone knows I'm a fan. Uh, taking my host hat off. I, uh, of course, cheer for the Blue Jays. We're going to talk a little Blue Jays, but we're going to go towards, yeah, a little bit of this year, how things have been, but Alec Manoa. We didn't get the opportunity to talk a lot about Alec Manoa. Myself and Connor were on a recent Game Sports Show podcast edition that you can check out on the TGM Network or on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, where we talk everything baseball. But we're going to give a little bit more attention today towards Alec Manoa and a little bit of the Blue Jays. And then we're going to go around the diamond a little bit to some teams that are struggling. We're going to talk about the struggling teams. There's a couple that really stick out. And then the final two points to end the show is going to be a little loved for the Tigers and then also for some local baseball. Now, if you want to know what local means, if you're from outside of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball in the Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario region. Not news-related, just updates and maybe funny story related how about okay so it's worth tuning in even if you're not from Sault Ste. Marie so we got about 15 not even 20 minutes so let's get it all going let's swing away swing for the fences Connor let's talk Blue Jays first okay the Blue Jays let's be straight not really living up to expectations this year fully fully okay like obviously if you're a Toronto Blue Jay fan Toronto sports are just like okay like the, the expectations are just absurd in every which way when you're expected to win but 37 and 30 this is not where i predicted this team to be uh where the orioles are currently 41 and 24 at the time of this podcast uh that's kind of where i predicted the blue jays to be at this point in the season that's where i thought they would be maybe 
a game or two up on that on the win column because I thought they had a, a very good team. They have Vlad, Bo, another year under their belt. The experience they had last year, Chappie, you add the, the defensiveness of, of Dalton Varsho. Uh, obviously, Kevin Kiermeyer has been a great addition to the team. And even on the pitching side, Chris Bassett, you're just including and enhancing the rotation. You've kind of enhanced the bullpen, sort of. I'm still not a fan of the bullpen if you're a Jays fan. Eric Swanson, right? There's guys there. You get another year of Simber. You're thinking that they're going to be better this year, but Honestly, they, they, they just haven't been able to get it going, Connor. They haven't been able to get it going, especially from a pitching end. Yeah, very much so. There's uh, individual standouts, uh, certain players that have that have really shined. Uh, if you think of guys like like Kevin Kiermaier, um, like defensively, um, there, there's there's individual players that have sh- shined. But um, as you mentioned with the pitching, especially uh, with the fall off of, of Alec Manoa, um, I, I came across a, a recent piece uh, written and... Uh, there was quotes coming out from former Blue Jays ace Ricky Romero and talking about his struggles um, where he was an all-star in 2011 uh, when I was growing up. And then a couple years later, he like completely, you know, fell off the map. And part of it was like the the mental side of it, not so much the the physical um, because pitching is, is just such a taxing emotional position where, you know, you're literally standing on an Island and, all eyes are on you and you know i think i think everybody who's who's pitched in their lives can remember an inning in their life where like it just the ball it's not going where you want it to go you can't place it and and one walk becomes two every base hit seems to find a hole and um and yeah like when you've a a talented guy like alec manoa it's um it's you know a lot a lot of times these uber talented guys um you, you know, they've dominated their entire careers. And then you get to a point where you, you hit just like a huge struggle, uh, both mentally and, and then potentially, uh, you know, a physical aspect to that as well. And um, it, it's really, really hard to, to battle through that, um, especially in the prime of your career. Now, you know what? That's a good point about Ricky Romero. And I don't want to start drawing Ricky Romero comparisons because if that actually happens, oh my goodness, that would be a disaster in Toronto land, right? That would be, that's where you don't want it to go. But ultimately, that's a great example. And he's had the struggles. And Bo Bichette has obviously, from an offensive standpoint, been unbelievable this year, right? He's, he's rightfully so. Vladdy is starting to catch on a little bit. He's had a slow start, but he's starting to pick it up a little bit. You know, you Chapman's been a pleasant surprise this year, but he's always had that in him. I think last year was the year where you can count it maybe being a little bit disappointing for Chappie based on what he can do. Uh, so defensively, this team's a stud, right? Juggernaut. You got Chappie, who's a platinum winner. You got Vladdy, who's won a gold. You got Varsho, who can play all over the diamond, who's unreal. Kiermaier, his name speaks for himself, right? Uh, and Springer in the outfit. The defensively, this team should make this many errors in a game truthfully speaking all right but we all know that doesn't happen Chappie has about four this airs this year already which is more than i think he had all of last year i think if i if i know correctly maybe i'm wrong on that stats so don't quote me but defensively this team has certainly improved on the pitching end like i said you think about it but manoa is what you brought up and that's what really stands out to me is he starts this year as the ace right they announced him as the, the game the first day opening day starter he's He's their ace. And even the Blue Jays' Instagram, if you look at the Blue Jays' Instagram on the first day when they had the first game, it said, starting our ace, right? And then I know it had ace in the picture, like the mascot, okay, but it had Manoa in there. They were hinting how Manoa is their ace. It's their go-to guy. 
and guys like Barrios and 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 Gosman this year are kind of like okay, hold my beer, right? It, it, it's it's kind of like no, no, no. This is a by committee, and I want everyone to remember that. Like this is a very on paper looking at this rotation is very sexy. Okay, like you got, and I'm not talking looks. Everyone put that away. I'm talking to baseball players. Manoa, Barrios, Gosman, Bassett. All right. People look at Kikuchi, they're like, oh, okay, that's the dent in the Ferrari. But really, it wasn't the dent. The Kikuchi had a good spring training, right? And this year, he's been, eh, 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 eh. he's kind of been like that, right? And the, the Jays pitching, that's how it's been this year a little bit. And the most consistent guy of the bullpen, I want to say a little bit, that's been consistent. I, and I'm scared to say it, but it's Romano a little bit, right? I feel like Romano, he's had obviously hopped in the league and saves, but there's been some outings where he's been exposed. And again, it's the pitching that I feel are really damaging the Toronto Blue Jays um, it, with their record a lot. A lot of battled back games. Look at the Twins as earlier this uh, this couple days ago, this past weekend. Down 4-1 and then one inning, they absolutely shellac the days and then they win the game, right? It, it's it's it's, it's those type of moments. You mentioned it's a mental game in the pitching end. And if and Malik Manoa is the definition of mental. Go back and look at Manoa's last couple starts. Look at his face. Defeated. Defeated. Like, literally, there's a difference between being mad, throwing your glove at a wall, and or like Vlad a couple days ago where he swore. He just actually looked like he was trying to turn into the Hulk. Like, there's that. But Manoa's face, it was just like, like he didn't want to be there. Right? It was... And pitching is so damaging. And you're in Toronto. He got booed. I believe he got booed, if I remember reading that correctly. So let's let's stay classy, Toronto fans. <laughs> okay, let's try to stay classy. This is a guy that did very well last year. It's a young man. It's a sport. And I'm not trying to be that corny guy. But listen, <laughs> he's a good ball player. Okay, and he's the type of guy that if you boo him, yeah, we need to hold him a little bit. You got to give him a little bit of love. You got to give him that. That you got to you got to hold him. You got to give him hugs. Okay, it's not Randy Johnson on the mound or Roger Clemens where he'll go give you the little Italian type deal off the mound. It doesn't happen. Okay, Manoa, Barrios, they're all wired the same. Mental. Mental. Okay. But will Manoa bounce back from this? Like, do you think Alec Manoa, Connor, will bounce back from this? I think so. He's too good almost not to. The, the talent is there, and you don't lose that overnight, uh, realistically. Like, if you've got the stuff, it's more a matter of just figuring out the the um the mental and emotional part of it and i mean we all know that he he's got he's got the juice in the tank to to keep on going doesn't he ever have the juice in the tank good way to put it now connor we're about uh, 10 minutes in we got about another 10 to go at the absolute most so let's dive into the next topic the jays uh where we talked about first uh, first official upload of Strike Zone on YouTube, but not the first episode, as I mentioned. Uh, we're going to talk about teams that are struggling in a little bit more detail. I know we talked about team off air a little bit, and I'm going to give you the floor to bring them up. Yeah, I think the one that stuck out for me when we were talking before the show was the New York Mets. They've been huge, big money spenders, uh, both pitching and fielding the last two years. Um, and their record, I, I think, were they placed fourth in their division, I, I think, at this point. Um, they're, they're just completely um, underwhelming at this point, and I think that that stands out. Um, I feel like more so than most teams when you think about um, the, the big money spenders who, who just don't rise to the occasion, it seems to sting that much worse than a team that's, that's good, but they haven't bought recently, so we kind of like let them proverbially off the hook a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be, for me, the, the team that sticks out the most. How about you? 
31 and 35 Mets. You know, that that's definitely a team I would pick. You got Verlander. They got the highest payroll in the league. Highest payroll in the league. They're paying $40 million for Verlander and Serge. You know anyone better. You know Verlander better than anybody, Connor, being a Tigers fan. Okay, you've, you've seen him leave Detroit and, and go win <laughs> somewhere else, of course. But, you know, it's Verlander. He lives the dream, that guy. Okay, he's dating Kate. He's married. Sorry, Kate Upton. Uh, he's so he's living the rich life. He's living the the athletic life, and he went to New York this year in a massive contract. Like that is massive, right? And you got Scherzer, who's making just a little bit less. Like I think two hundred fifty grand less, if I got that right. And Lindor, thirty plus million. Pete Alonso is is an arguably, in my opinion, the best player on that team. Uh, I I'm a fan of Pete Alonso. Guy can. His stats tell you that it doesn't need to be described anymore. So the Mets would be a team for sure. But the team that I'm going to talk about, and I've talked about them for a couple years, and they've been, and you, I think you've actually quoted me saying that I think I have a under like a little bit of love for this team, and I guess I do because despite this, besides the Jays and a little bit of following on the Cubs, the reason why I like the Cubs a lot is because they never won before. Then when they won, I kind of all right, they won, move on. But the Padres. The San Diego Padres every year. I'm saying this team is gonna be like I think last year I said they'd be a World Series favorite, and uh, obviously they were buyers. They bought in Soto, and it's it, no, it, it's not living up like that right now. They're almost the same identical uh, record as the Mets, and I just feel like they're not jiving. And this is another example of baseball doesn't come just by having stars. You can have a lineup of. Uh, you can have a lineup of Juan Soto, Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, Shohei Otani. Um, I'm going to keep going. Francisco Lindor. You can just make a lineup of nine guys big, and that doesn't mean that you're going to win the game. It really, it really doesn't. You know, let's look at the Cleveland Guardians for a second. I know we're talking about teams that are, you know, underachieving. I know that I would say that being a 31 and 34 team is more of a considered, you know, but there's a team that knows how to play small ball. But the team that's really sticking out, the model of the fall, almost looks like the Rangers. You know, they they spent a lot of money on the pitching this year and the batting they just developed, and look look how it's working out from the AL West. But the Rays, like like I get so annoyed at Tampa Bay because they're always don't look like they're going to be good. But then you forget, oh, we got Shane McClanahan, we got Rasmussen, you got Randy Orozarena, you got you got Manuel Margot, you you got guys out there that know how to play the game called baseball, and that's why they win games. The the, the Padres, I feel like they're a little bit too heavy on on top talent, and they're not playing on the level that they can play together with. It's almost like the Jays. The Jays find it for a bit; they win a game fifteen to five, <laughs> but then when they're losing a game nine one, they're 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 getting dismantled. The pitching's getting exposed. And then you just got guys that can't stay hot. Guys get upset. You got a lot of you got a lot of leaders in that locker room. But you need some warriors. You need some guys that are going to be supporting casts. And I think teams like the Rangers are one that are really following that. The Braves are the exception. Okay, they're really good. The Dodgers, a little bit of an exception. But one team to highlight: the Diamondbacks. And Moreno and Gurriel are looking pretty freaking good. In Arizona, and I've talked about this on the show. I like Dalton Varsho. I'm a big fan of D Show. Don't get me wrong, but that was a steep 
price for Dalton Varsho. Okay. Gabriel Moreno, I saw him at Comerica Park get his first hit last year. And that's the guy you should have kept. Jansen should have been the guy who was sent out, not Moreno. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Toronto. We're talking about teams that are underachieving. I'm going to circle back to the Padres. The Padres are underachieving. It's a team that should be doing better. There's still a lot of te- game left. There's like 90 games to go. So things can change. But it doesn't look like it's hard to turn around, right? You get in baseball and you lose the games in your division. Connor, you know this better than anybody. You lose games in your division like like the Jays have had and sort of like the Padres have. And if you look at the Padres' record at home, under 500, away they are 500. This is a team that hasn't done that well in their division either, right? So if you have those games, you're going to get behind and get behind early, and it's hard to battle back from. It really is. And just to jump off that point you made about uh, stars not being like the answer in in baseball necessarily, it's definitely not basketball for those who are acquainted with that sport where you can get away with having like two good players on your whole team and still be competitive. Um, In baseball, we've seen that model fail time and time again, most notably with the Los Angeles Angels, uh, with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who are, you know, I think the two best players in baseball um, year in and year out over the last three years. And yeah. um, they they struggle to just to get into the playoffs, like w- with the two best players um, in the league. So um, when we think about teams like the Padres versus teams like the Mets, it's interesting because uh, both have stars. Uh, Padres have younger stars, in, yeah. most of which in their prime, where the Mets, I mean, their stars, it's funny thinking of Scherzer oh. and Verlander because they're, <laughs> they're like senior yeah. citizens. <laughs> they, they get discounts at, at like the grocery store at this point. And um, when I was cheering for them as a Tigers fan, I think I was still in elementary school when I got to see both of them pitch um, <laughs> against the Jays. That's right. I got his, I got his autograph at a, at a Jays game when I was in, in like seventh grade and he was pitching for the Tigers. So the fact that like both of those guys are like the front men on the, on the Mets or were supposed to be, um, heading into yeah. this year, um, it just goes to show that you know there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, but in this case, the cat keeps on dying. So, you know, it, it's it's tough to to battle back from. It is. It's really hard. And the Padres and Mets, I think, are two teams that gotta get 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 better quick, or they're not gonna go anywhere. They're gonna be drowning. And Mets fans are not happy at all. That team is booed off the field. All the time. And you don't hear too much of Nacho this year, obviously, because Diaz is hurt. Uh, I don't know if that's a factor, but you got a Mets organization that the last time that they were almost in last in their division, well, it's actually happened a whole lot since the 60s, but this ain't going to be the Miracle Mets. Watch, now that I say it, it's going to be the Miracle Mets. Uh, but, okay, it's hard to battle back from a modern-day baseball. Okay? And let me say before we go to the last two topics, Connor, the 1927 Yankees are seriously, truly the best team of all time. I, I, I've looked into that team a little bit more. They are the best baseball team of all time. There's, there's no other team <laughs> that is that good. <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought of it. Is the, is the 2022 T-Gem Pandas in that conversation or what? <laughs> oh, they might be. After Every this 100 year. years, there's just this murderer's row battle. <laughs> there's this hard battle led by 
the T-Gem Pandas or somebody named Ashley Hoff. Yeah, I said his name on the podcast. Nobody outside the Steelers would be like, who is that guy? But it's, it's he's worth coming to watch the whole game for. <laughs> Let's just say that. Uh, so, Connor, the last two points we're going to get into, and we have a, only have a couple minutes here, so I didn't give you too much time on this. But I want to give you a little bit of love to give an update on the Tigers for our Michigan listeners. A lot of uh, the Game Sports Show podcast, Game Sports Show listeners, that a lot of them tuned into the previous 1,400 editions when they hear baseball like, Gotten feedback. They want to hear a little bit about the Tigers, so I'm going to give you the floor on that a little bit, and then we'll have a quick minute about local baseball. Then we'll wrap it up. Sounds good, Dave. I think the biggest story right now for the Tigers is they were so close to getting back into contention and have just absolutely started rock sliding down Mount Everest and are on a nine-game losing skid. I can't even call it a, a skid. It's like a losing car crash. Um, so. <laughs> They're just praying to God that they can turn it around because it was looking so good. Just I think last time we spoke, like things were things were looking uh, green. You know, they were within striking distance of the uh, of the perpetually weak, but still fun to watch AL Central. And um, right now they're they're really falling down uh, onto their knees and stomach and are trying desperately to get back up. Yeah, they're 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 struggling, and this is a team that I thought would be just progressing, but it just seemed. It's 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 too much, too much of this going on. And Guriel with three RBIs in that five nothing game on Saturday, like what? Like Guriel had another RB. Like Guriel, f off. Like I, I can't, I can't. Living as a trumpet, love it. Okay, local baseball, Connor. We want to talk local quickly. Uh, obviously, when we're from the Algoma region, you have baseballs underway in Saint Mary, Ontario, and in Sioux, Michigan. Those who look looking for baseball news in their region hey if you're from outside of Sault Ste. Marie you can send me a message if you need my number you can comment below we'll, we'll talk I'll make sure you're a real person first um, and then we could talk about your sport on here I'm totally fine with that so that if you're from outside of here let's talk about your team but we're talking Sioux Michigan Sioux Ontario and Sioux Michigan I gotta really be honest with you not much to update except go check out EUP news uh, that is where they got a lot of their updates in terms of baseball schools coming towards an end so we're gonna talk Sioux Ontario and obviously local baseball is in full swing here obviously you got the the Black Sox are going a team that you obviously close to your heart, Connor. Uh, obviously, and men's open baseball is underway. Okay, and the defending champions in men's league, the T Gem Pandas. Actually, sorry, they have a new name. I can't say the new name yet though because it's our new business name. And I'm waiting for listeners to hear it. But if you want to know what Connor will talk off air, it's kind of had an early release because of baseball. So, you know, if you want to look at our baseball team name, that's all you have to do if you want to le- learn about the new name of T-Gem coming up. Spoiler alert. Um, the 0-2 start uh, for the Pandas. And a little struggle. Yours has started 0-5 out of the gates in the batter's box, which is a Oof. very yeah, and then pitching, I only pitched two-thirds of an inning and let two runs before I got pulled. <laughs> I hope it's not uh, a contract year, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a contract year. My uh, over 300 average is not looking the same. And, and actually, looking at our stats, we only have one person who has two hits and five people that have one, and everyone else has zero. So our team right now is going through a little bit of a crisis, and uh, we're, we're trying to battle our way back, but it's still early in the year. The, t- the league is competitive. A lot of Sioux College Cougars players are on the in our league. You check out Sioux College Cougars. Uh, they have a great baseball team developing there. And it's men's league baseball, the full swing. Check it out. Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays, Connor, is when we play. We play Tuesday, Thursday this week. Uh, I wonder if that means I'll be getting on the mound again this uh, this week to make sure the arms are good. But uh, we're missing you on the dugout. 
I'm sad to, to not be there anymore, Dave, but I'm glad you're holding down the fort. Um, I just wanted to uh, say before we, we wrap things up here, uh, it's been really good uh, to get back on with you. Uh, my laptop is going to die. So <laughs> I just very unprofessional here of me, but I just wanted to say if I, if I absolutely eject from this conversation before we wrap up, that's why I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're allowed. That's good. It's perfect timing because we are getting to the end, and that's a good way to put it. No one's ever, no one's ever logged off by accident, got to wait it off. So we're not going to have that happen. Connor, okay. it's Strike Zone. It's uh, been sponsored by Flawless Roofing. Great ad read at the beginning. I love it. Flawless Thank Roofing, you. protect your investment. Start from the top. We talked all things you know baseball. We got a lot of upcoming shows. Uh, our next special edition upload of the Game Sports Show will be with Gilbert Brule. Uh, we will have you can check out TGM for a recent bit of rivals podcast uploads. Uh, we will have a Game Sports Show podcast coming up within the next seven to ten days. So just keep an eye out where you hear uh, or listen to all your podcast audio or video. Connor, thank you for taking the time, man. It was great to have our first uh, uh, strike zone on YouTube, but our uh, great to always have an edition with you, my friend. It's good to be back, Dave. Oh, definitely, definitely. We'll be back. We're going to be looking to do a strike zone on an every 10 to 14 day basis. We'll probably have about 7 to 10 episodes a year, uh, a summer, given give or take some uh, schedule conflict around there. So make sure you keep it locked here on the Game Sports Show podcast. I'm going to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.